I'm Ingrid Hernandez. And I'm Christina Pernforce. We are two unlikely best friends navigating the world of entrepreneurship, motherhood, and all that it brings to life in general. Between us, we have about 10 different careers, worn countless hats, but more importantly, numerous types of shoes. From combat boots to ski boots, we've professionally handled them all. And in this podcast, we like to discuss and share the nuggets we picked up along the way and learn some new ones from our fabulous guests. As entrepreneurs, life's a juggle. Marketing, sales, client services, finances, and the list goes on. Let's face it, it's tough. But our motto is, life's too short not to wear high heels. And every hour can be a happy one. Welcome to the High Heels Happy Hour. Cheers! Good morning. Ingrid has changed. Hello. <laughs> so welcome back to High Heels Happy Hour. And today we have another guest host, um, my dear friend, Megan Rossfeld. And mine and Ingrid's yes. great friend, Megan I love, Rossfeld. I love you both. I love you both. Because uh, Ingrid cannot be here today. So we called in Megan. And it's so perfect because she's also an expert on the subject we're going to talk about. Today, which is real estate. I could talk about it all day. Yeah. yeah. We'll, well, do we don't quite minutes. have all day, know. but you know. Um, so yeah, so Megan here at High Heels Happy Hour, we always check in first, like how was the week? Yeah. How was your week? It was interesting. You know, we kind of all jumped into 2024 really yeah. quickly. It was yeah. a weird start to it. You know, Monday was the first day and then kind of hit the ground running on Tuesday. But it was good. It was good. You know, yeah. had to say goodbye to my college daughter, yeah, Natalie, had to go back to school. So that's a little sad, but a yeah. little sad. But yeah. <laughs> as, I, I, I feel as all of us college mothers know, parents you. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no. So yeah, it was it was a good week, but it actually started off with a bang. And I, I think 2024 is going to be amazing. Yeah. It feels like last week is a little bit of a blur. First week of 100%. the year. Uh, but it was good. It was mm-hmm. good. I what happened? Oh, volleyball is back in season, which just means the whole weekend just went by because we were in a tournament. Tournament, which was good. They yeah. did well. It was all good. But otherwise, I feel like this week is really um, the week to start back to normal. Even though my kids are still home until Wednesday one, and the other one for another two weeks until college. So. That's well, fine. and then actually I have the opposite a little bit. So yes, I got a couple busy days and then we hit charity cups. So that's kind of like oh, my mom vacation. Right. So, so for in Vero Beach here, we have yes. a tennis tournament. tennis tournament. I also have a very big birthday coming up this weekend. <laughs> More about that another day. Uh, yeah. Turning 30 again. 30 again. Plus 20. Okay. Yeah, you make 30, 30 look so good. Time. Yeah. You make 30, 40 and whatever age after that. Yeah. fantastic. So. Oh, well. All right. So Megan, we also do life hacks here and I didn't quite prepare you. So I'm going to share my life hack because we feel like any little useful thing that we come up with or that we, you know, discover should be shared with 100%. others. 100%. Absolutely. That's what yeah. we girls do. That's right? what we do. Yeah. So my life hack, I often have nutritional life hacks. Ingrid does a little more mindfulness. I do more nutrition. Well, um, that's your thing. That's my thing. So 
a little backstory. I love cottage cheese in Ooh, Europe. I do. I love cottage cheese. I love cottage cheese everywhere. No, so I have had a. And why I love cottage cheese is, you know, it's really high in protein. protein. Uh, it's a fermented food too, which is great for the gut. And it's, it's probiotics. Just, yeah, it's awesome. You can add any spice to it, so you can yes. mix it up. It could be sweet or savory. I'm a savory girl, but I yeah. can do cumin one day, and I can yeah. do Old Bay seasoning another day. You know. So. But my issue has been, I love it in Sweden. I've mm -hmm. never liked it here because it has a different consistency. It's like oh yeah, shinier and yes. like slimier here. I, I agree with that. that. I haven't had it in Sweden, but of course I go to yeah. the Netherlands quite often, and yeah. I do agree it's different in the Netherlands. It's yeah, it's Megan firmer. Is married to a uh, Dutch boy. Dutchman. Yes. Um, so anyway, my hack is I do love uh, Greek yogurt too, Ooh, but it's not too. as filling. I mix the two, so I mix Greek yogurt with American cottage cheese, and now I like the cottage cheese. And you get the consistency. I that get you the want. consistency, and I get. X, I mean, I get so More much probiotics, protein. protein. Yeah, I get everything. everything. And then you can mix whatever flavors. I like to do it with cinnamon. Ooh. A little bit of allulose sweetener. Have you tried that? No. Check it. We're going to talk about that another day. Allulose okay. is a new, that's the new sweetener. The new stevia? Yeah, because allulose is um, very natural. Very, I okay. know stevia is as well, but this, it doesn't taste okay. as synthetic okay. as stevia does. And, um, and then some apples and stuff in. But that's my hack. So I was so excited because I've really tried the cottage yeah. cheese here. I'm like, ooh. So now I'm like, yes, finally. So and I'm just thinking a savory. I could make like a tzatziki, you know, yes, with the cucumber and stuff, exactly. and then add some cute and then add some cottage cheese into that. A little dill, a little lemon. I used to do this in Sweden all the time. I'm gonna do it now here too. You take cottage cheese and feta. I love that. And you mix it. I used to do it with an immersion blender, but you mm -hmm. can do it in a whatever blender. So it becomes creamy. So the, all the little uh, kernels from mm -hmm. the cottage cheese are evened out, will smoothened out. Yum. That makes a um, great dip. Yeah, because wow. then on the same side, I love the Greek yogurt feta dip. Yeah. Too, yeah. Which is good. So are you I'm all hungry now? Hungry now? Yes, We're hungry. That's I'm my hungry. tip for the day. <laughs> Luckily, I've already had my cottage cheese. Yeah, well, ooh, I did. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about real estate. And of course, it's it's a big subject. But I think uh, when Ingrid and I was were discussing topics for the year, it's really something where I think you hear a lot about it in the news today now with, you know, rates going up and down and is the housing market, blah, blah, blah. But I think overall, I think women sometimes are a little scared. Mm -hmm. investing in real estate or the whole concept of real estate mm -hmm. unless you know you're a pro i came from a family that my my father bought an um a super rundown apartment building in stockholm when i was born and everyone in the family looked at him like you're cray cray turned out it was not so crazy but so i've always grown up around the fact that yes Owning real estate is a good thing. It's a lot of work, but it's a good it thing. Is. It is. It was anything, always a lot anything of work. that's worth it is a yeah. lot of work. Yeah, People but it really that. it was definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but so I thought, you know what? We need an expert to come on and kind of guide us through um, the three aspects of you know yeah. buying real estate, selling real estate, and investing. Absolutely, absolutely. And da, da, da. So, Megan, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your real estate journey? 
Yeah, so my name is Megan Rossvelt. Um, I work here in Vero Beach, Florida. Um, I work for Dale Sorensen Real Estate uh, here, which is a locally owned boutique firm, but we have the number one market share by gads and gads. We almost, you know, triple our next competitor as far as our real mm -hmm. estate uh, volume is concerned. And uh, I run a team with uh, that composes of myself, it's composed by myself and my husband, who's been working with me for eight years. Mm -hmm. And then we have several buyers agents that work with us, transaction coordinator, mm -hmm. um, listing manager. So it kind of is, it's, it's fun to run a little team. So we're with a team within a team of Dale Sorensen, mm -hmm. but um, I definitely couldn't do what I do without the support of Dale Sorensen because they're yeah. a fabulous company to work for. Yeah. So and I've been doing it now for 20 years. So um, I love it. And, and I she also, happens to be my realtor. I happen to be your realtor, but, um, and we've done several transactions together yeah. that yeah. have worked out really well. And um, I myself grew up in a real estate home. This is kind of funny. My father was a broker and, you know, I had to do a little bit of work on the weekends in the office and I was never going to sell real estate because oh, yeah. that's just yep. so boring and not fun. And uh, I was in the clothing industry for a long time. And then when I realized I had to have a job where I couldn't flit around the globe and yeah. uh, travel so much when I decided to have my family real estate was the natural mm. thing. So it's oh. been great. It's done wonderful things for me and my family. And yeah. uh, I truly love it. I do love it. I absolutely. And I really love helping people. And yeah. that's the thing. That's and the thing that's why it. I love uh, Megan. I think she's a, a great, because of course we have a lot of realtors in town and there's a lot of our, a lot mm -hmm. of our friends. A lot of realtors. our friends are realtors. Absolutely. But I love the fact people. that you, Megan, really, you do really want to help people. Absolutely. So you really go the extra mile, yeah. which I yeah, yeah. So that's why you get to be a co-host. Oh, thank the, you. Uh, uh, on the High Heels Up Air podcast. I love it. So and as Christina said, we're going to break this down into kind of three different parts. Yes. So, and they're kind of all going to come together at the end. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about buying real estate first. Mm -hmm. If anybody has never purchased a property, this hopefully is some good information. Or even if you're a seasoned real estate person, maybe you'll pick up a couple tips. Um, then we're also going to talk about selling your assets, yeah. selling real estate um, yep. and some important things. And then all that kind of pulls together in the whole investment uh, aspect yes. of real estate and what you can do. And some of my philosophies behind strategy with that and um, go from there. All so, right. Yeah. So let's jump in. Yeah. So buying real estate. Buying real estate. Yes. What do we need? to? So first and foremost, is it the whole thing. Oh, you shouldn't buy now the market, the rates, the, so I, I talked to a mortgage broker this weekend, another friend, Ursula, and she was saying, Love well, her. yeah, isn't she great? So she was saying, well, it's, um, buying the real estate now, even though the, the rates are a little higher, they're going to come down. If the rates come down, the prices, prices go, go up. up. Yeah. So, so what, it's really not that. Yeah a bad time. No, it isn't. In fact, and, and typically when it's time for you to buy real estate, it's a life decision, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. we're all looking at this tiny little bubble that we're having right now in the economy with the rates and where they are. But buying a home isn't just a whim. It's because you're starting a family. Maybe two families are separating. So there's different reasons that, uh, you know, people are mm -hmm. right sizing for their lives. So it's really um, a life decision and it's something that you need to do as far as buying a home. Yeah. Um, so you have to look at it in the big picture and not concentrate on the small details. So there's a very popular expression out there that I completely believe in and it's called marry the house and date the rate. Marry the house, date 
the rate. Date the rate. So you'll, you're going to be able to refinance. So if you see, if we see the rates drop, you know, and we can have a whole nother conversation. I'm sure Ursula is a fantastic person mm -hmm. to actually talk about the rates and how they go up and down and why they're, you know, where mm -hmm. they are right now and how to maybe look in the future to forecast it. But it is very true. So right now, the, due to the fact that the rates are a little higher, mm -hmm. um, depending on the price point of a home. So especially specifically a home that's been the price point of maybe a first time home buyer or a family mm -hmm. home buyer, which in our case is probably about like 400,000 and under in, okay. in Indian River yeah. County, just to give you an example. Um, so those people have to be very competitive on their pricing right now because, mm -hmm. you know, there's, because the rates are so high. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously some other price points that the rate mm -hmm. doesn't affect that mostly people are paying cash. Yeah. Um, but at that at the same time, so when you're looking at it, if you can afford the house, mm -hmm. you know, if it works within your budget. Now, when I say afford the house, I don't want you eating ramen noodles every night in yeah. your living room, hating yeah. me, hating yeah. like, uh, we can't go out. We can't enjoy our life. We can't do anything. But if you can get it within there, it's time to take the job. So yeah. the prices are great. And then as soon as the rates go down, the prices will go up. Mm -hmm. And and again, somebody a little bit more educated mm -hmm. in all of the numbers part of that, when they talk about the you know, amateurization of a mortgage, your payment will actually be lower now than it would be later. Yeah. And you can refi to get down yeah. to it. And a lot of mortgage companies are actually offering uh, free, you know, free refis, or at least no, okay. no, you know, they're not charging for their services if you yeah. refi with them within the next five years. So. And also the whole idea with owning instead of renting. 100%. So, I mean, when you rent, you, you, you know, you, you make someone else rich or you're, you're, paying someone else's mortgage. Exactly. When you buy, you pay your own mortgage. You, you pay, pay your own mortgage and you now you have an asset. So yeah. if you're going to grow any type of wealth or any type of, you know, if you're going to start growing in your life and growing your portfolio per se, um, it has to start somewhere. And your personal home is the first place that yeah. that should start, yeah. you know, your, your main residence, yeah. you know, and then from there, you will, we'll talk a little bit more about how that's going to yeah. help you. Uh, so I'm, I'm so much not renting i don't even i've never had a lease on a car because mm -hmm. i come from that mindset of my right. parents like very no european. you should own very european you should not rent yes. your car you should not rent anything you should own it yes so um yeah well, i can get another conversation about that because yeah, cars it's are depreciating not, asset I know, and homes I know. are not but that's but how, yes that's just i have a really yeah. hard time but yeah. i lease my car but that's yeah. a whole nother reason but within my I industry know. it's but within my industry it's what i should yeah. do but um yeah so but okay so that's the reason that you should not wait okay yeah. so now that we're not waiting yep. to buy a house what do you need to do so obviously your number one i mean everybody's on realtor.com and zillow and they're seeing all this stuff and they see these lovely magic pictures of these mm -hmm. properties but to your number one step is to hire the right agent yeah so and that whoever whoever that agent might be for you so that agent you know it could be your brother's girlfriend yeah. it could not be your brother's girlfriend you know mm -hmm. it could be somebody else so interviewing a process of hiring an agent is the same almost as like a, you know we're professionals it's a doctor it's a lawyer yeah. Yeah. an accountant a real estate agent so and you can shop around right you can shop around absolutely you can you you know maybe you certain yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not married to a certain real estate agent unless you sign any sign up type of like buyer brokerage agreement mm -hmm. with them, which are 
fairly not common in the state of Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you really need to hire the right agent and make sure that their personality works with you because this is someone you could be working with for the next six months to a year. Yeah. Uh, that person's going to be a little bit of your therapist, a little mm -hmm. bit of your confidant, um, you know, and you have to trust them because in the process uh, that they'll be actually doing the hardest work. And number one, us real estate agents, we get paid when you get the keys to your house. Yeah. Right. So we're not getting anything upfront hourly. So, mm -hmm. um, but there, but that being said, they need to be working super hard for you to get you to that finish line. Yeah. Um, and then the second, uh, most important thing is that you have to meet with a qualified, uh, mortgage broker yeah. and get pre-qualified. So what I say by that, it's almost, so getting pre-qualified is a process where you go and they underwrite you, you hand them every piece of paper they ask for. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot, it can be daunting. And it's actually the most intimidating part of the process. Yeah, Finding the house is really fun. You know, yeah. getting pre, I, I remember from my own personal experience, I wasn't a real estate agent yet and I was buying my first house and I was like sitting there nervously and I couldn't believe a bank was gonna give me at the uh -huh. time, it was like $64,000. It wasn't that much, but you know, they were going to give me $64,000 and, yeah. and, and I was going to get a house. So you have to get over that, that hurdle a little bit. And, um, rather than just giving verbal things like just saying, uh, you know, being able to state your income and all, if you really go through the process, give all your paperwork, give them everything they have, then you have a great package all put together. Mm -hmm. And pretty much they're handing you a checkbook and saying, okay, have fun, go shopping. And that's the fun part of it. So now the intimidating parts out of it, you're very organized so that you can close faster on a property yeah, um, and everything and, and, and move faster. So again, you're trying to make yourself look like the best buyer out there mm -hmm. for their property. Yeah. Yeah. And so being pre-qualified is the way that is, is definitely the second way to go. Okay. And then um, be a little flexible, you know, kind of, you know, have, you know, obviously there are certain parameters, certain criteria that is very important to you, whether it's yeah. number of bedrooms, size of the yeah. house, I have to have a fenced in backyard. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, put them in order of importance and start your search there. And then it'll be interesting kind of what comes out and what you feel mm -hmm. that, so, you know, once you start getting into the homes and seeing them. Yeah, the pros and cons list. Yeah. You're not going to get everything probably. Oh, well, which I mean, yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, maybe you get everything, which is fantastic, yeah. but you know, you need to be like, okay, well maybe we can put in a pool next year. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, the house is perfect. Everything else about it's perfect. I can put in a pool next year. So one of my favorite shows that I'm addicted to, I will say that because I am, uh, is house hunters on HGTV. And that's where you go around and people are buying houses and they look at three options and then they pick one at the end. Right. And I cannot, as an, of course, as an interior designer, my job is to see what can be done and cannot mm -hmm. be done. It's so funny how they judge houses. And mm -hmm. I know it's for TV and everything, but pe some people just don't, they're like, no, I don't like the color of the walls. Yeah, you're or not buying the paint color. Painted. Exactly. So, location, you know, <coughs> yards, yes. your, your, uh, yeah, your top criteria should be the geographical location yeah. should definitely work for you. It should be where you want to be. Um, the size has to work for you, you know, mm -hmm. as far as bedrooms, bathrooms. Um, and then there's the overall layout of how you live your life, you know, the yeah. layout of the home. Uh, and then after that, believe yeah. it or not, almost anything else can be changed. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the construction of the house in Florida, it's kind of important to have, you know, the yeah. there's differences between frame homes and concrete block homes. 
Um, and then there's age of the home as far as insurance and things. But, you know, that gets very minute. But really, your geographical location. Yeah. You can't know, change that. Can't change that. And uh, the, pretty much the size of, you know, the, yeah. the bones. We yeah. call it the bones of yeah. the home. You can't change that. Yeah. Everything else can be changed yeah. for sure. Especially you know. the color of the walls. Especially the color of the Or the carpet. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then after that, so you've got your pre-qualification letter. You've got your um, real estate agent that's there to help you. And you're out and about. And um, you're getting to the point where you're, you know, you're looking at homes and wow, you found that perfect home, right? Mm -hmm. So you're really excited about it. Found the perfect home. Remember when you're crafting your offer, and I'm also going to talk about this when uh, you're selling your home. When you're crafting your offer, the price is only one part of it. It's a very important part of the of mm -hmm. the of the of it. But the terms uh -huh. can really yeah. push you just over the limit, over the finish line with mm -hmm. the sellers to say, hey, these people really are willing to work with us. Yeah. So typically if I have a buyer, you know, that's flexible on their terms, meaning closing date and, you know, different types of things like that, you know, I'll have a conversation with that listing agent. Like, mm -hmm. hey, what are their plans? Are they moving out? You know, do they have another place to move to? Yeah. What do they want to go to? So I try to get as much intel, you know, not confidential information as far as like financials, but what is the life situation? Because mm -hmm. this is what I really concentrate on. You know, yeah. this is a life decision and we're all mm -hmm. doing things. This is affecting a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Just one transaction yeah. can affect, you know, a lot of people. So how do we make it? What, is there anything special they want? You know, mm -hmm. did they, they want to sell it furnished? Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they would rather leave the furniture or, wow, you know, if they could close and rent the house back for three months, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, so that they can go find something that might work out well. So there's a, there's a lot of different parts on, you know, no, they really want a quick closing. They have to be out of here. They've already found another house. You know, yeah. we need to close in three weeks. Can you yeah. do that? You know, so there's a lot of different um, things. So the whole offer itself, obviously the price being the number one, most important part of it, and the fact that they have a qualified buyer to buy it. Mm -hmm. um, but a very qualified buyer with better terms could beat a cash offer every day. Yeah. So, you know, hmm. you that's, know, they always say cash is king, but yeah. at the same time, these days, you know, people people will, you know, if you're qual if, if houses are appraising, so that used to be a thing, like, oh, is it gonna appraise for how much it is? Uh -huh. But houses are appraising for their values unless somebody has a crazy number on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just okay. remember well, the terms and just know. just yeah. It's all one, you know, yeah. we're just, it's all one big uh, happy family trying to yeah. make a, a transaction happen. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. And then you get to that finish line. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then hopefully your real estate agent will have, you know, a step-by-step -step process and they should explain those processes to you. You know, they should, when your first uh, initial interview is with them, this is what to expect during the time that we're looking mm -hmm. for a home. This is what to expect once we go under contract. And then you have to be responsive. You know, there's a lot of details that the buyer has to take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, with, uh, with the help of us. So, yeah. you know, my motto is, you know, if I can create a smooth, seamless, stress-free transaction, then I've done my job right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wins. That's buying a house. Very cool. That's buying. And then we have a house. And we have a house. Now, what if we have a house that we want to sell? We want to sell yeah. it to get into another one. Yeah. Well, so again, again, you know, hopefully you're going to remember that realtor that sold you the house five years ago. And yep. you're going to be like, wow, that was a great experience. Yeah. And then sometimes, unfortunately, it might not have been. Right. Yeah. So again, you might have to go through the process of finding, someone. finding yeah. an agent, another mm -hmm. agent. Um, and so you need to kind of look and see how many houses there are a lot of 
agents that specifically work with buyers and okay. there's a lot of agents that specifically work with sellers. You know, uh -huh. I think a combination of the two is kind of where I like to sit. I like yeah. to, I, I enjoy both sides of the process. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I have it. They are different. They it's are very different. different. It's, and it's different skill sets for sure. Mm -hmm. So, but I enjoy both process, you know, parts of the process. So, um, you know, when you see, Sometimes when you're getting ready to go sell a house, especially in your neighborhood, uh, even if you're just starting to think about it, maybe there's a bunch of open houses mm -hmm. in your neighborhood and mm -hmm. maybe you go do a little secret spying, you know, mm -hmm. not secret spying, but, you know, kind of like, hey, yeah. I want to see how they throw an open house. Yeah. How are they marketing their property? You know, yeah. and that's a really good insight on the DL way yeah. to see how people are marketing their properties. So. Yeah. Um, if they're running a professional open house, you know, and you mm -hmm. like their materials, et cetera, then you can start investigating them a little bit further. Definitely interview one or two or three agents, you know, yeah. for the process of listing your home. Uh, again, it's a relationship that could yeah. be even a little bit longer, yeah. you know, in the selling process of your home, depending mm -hmm. on your price point. Um, I think too, when selling, it's important to see how good that agent is at marketing. Mm -hmm. because it's all about where are people going to see my house more than just exactly. scrolling, scrolling yeah. on Zillow. Or exactly. How do they do with their selling material? How big is their network? Exactly. How many people do they know? So I think that's, that's important when yeah. picking a selling agent. It is. It is. And just to like, kind of go back a little bit to, since I'm going to promote my company, Dale Sorensen, you know, we're, we're a local company that has global affiliations. So yeah. we have some of the strongest networks, even though we don't have like a nationwide franchise that mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're linked to, uh, we've gone over and above with different affiliations through luxury real estate and leading yeah. real estate companies of the world to create these affiliations that yeah. kind of go above and beyond some of the other franchises. Yeah. Cause when you live in a place like Florida, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of other places in, in the States as well, your, your buyer might not be here. Correct. Your buyer could be anywhere in the world. Correct. They might just want a nice yeah. vacation home. Yeah. Yeah. The sunshine estate. Yeah. So yeah, that's important. Too. Yeah. So looking at their marketing, but definitely doing during the interview process, you know, have definitely have a list of questions that you want. Um, I actually have a list of questions if anybody ever wants to reach out to me that I'm mm -hmm. more than happy to get to Christina oh, and she can put in this in the notes. Yeah. And it's we'll a list of in, yeah, yeah, we'll put we'll put some things and it's a list of questions that you should be asking your real estate agent. That's great. Because you're hiring somebody to sell your you're pretty much the most expensive asset you've ever had in your yeah. life. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. And there's, there needs to be trust. There needs to be professionalism. Yeah. Um, uh, the lines of communications need to be established. How that, how we're going to be communicating, what type, mm -hmm. you know, what, what is their communication style? So yeah. there's a lot of different things that you kind of really need to uh, be looking out for that. So, and then the steps of that are kind of the same as buying a house, but in reverse, mm -hmm. you know, getting the house ready for sale, which yeah. having somebody like Christina in your wheelhouse is a wonderful person to do. So um, getting yourself ready for the sale and getting all your ducks in a row, but then getting the house ready for yeah. sale is yeah. just as important. Um, and usually, you know, I always say my motto is less is more. Mm -hmm. So it's not as much about, oh, how can we decorate the house, but how can we take what our personalization yeah. out of the house so that when people walk in, they can see, envision their furniture. Yeah, so not too much personal stuff. So you feel like you're visiting someone else's home. More exactly. Like you can envision yourself and you can plug yeah. in your own things. Yeah. But I will say a lot of people try to sell and, and they do. A lot of people sell their homes uh, empty without mm -hmm. furniture. A lot of it's people difficult. can't envision right. a space planning and 
what can fit here, what can't fit, and what can we do with these different rooms? So I do yeah. think, even though I don't do staging per se, because usually stagers have warehouses of furniture, I have helped people to sell their house and mm -hmm. just kind of gotten furniture. And you do a great job at that. Yeah, you've to done, get, yeah. To get an idea of what can be done with the space. Yeah. And depending on the budget for the owner, you know, to get their house sold, depending on the price point of the house, there's also some really cool programs where they actually virtually stage the house in the photos, yeah, yeah. you know, so at least people can see the photos. And if it, if we're doing a virtually staged house, mm -hmm. um, typically I would have those printed out in a binder and everything yeah. else, or, or even maybe like taped on the wall of that room. So people can kind of walk in and envision what that's yeah. happening too. Well, that's great technology yeah. investment yeah. that yeah but if you have i mean if you're if you're looking at a higher end home i mean if your home is a million plus or something and you're trying to sell it then you know the staging efforts are very you yeah. know cost effective and it, it definitely can go a long but way i do think too if you have a smaller home mm -hmm. sometimes people have even harder time envisioning Absolutely. what can fit or not so having a few pieces in there mm -hmm. just to kind of show uh because believe it or not places very often look smaller without furniture hundred percent bigger when you have furniture in it hundred so, percent yeah. yeah yeah it's very it's very difficult people there's only a, a very small percentage of people that have the spatial awareness yeah. to yeah. be able to figure that out I'm not one of them I will share with that so. I am one of them yeah that's, that's why I, we all have different jobs exactly exactly so yeah so that's yeah. why if you walk ever walk into a model home for a new construction mm -hmm. home it's always going to be staged you know it's yeah. going to be furnished and yeah. ready to go so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's getting so getting the house ready, getting yourself ready. Um, again, you know, being reactive. Uh, I kind of I, I have my own little, you know, what I like to do as far as uh, bringing a home to market to try to limit the amount of showings as I try to build some excitement. You know, mm -hmm. so we have a coming soon uh, feature on our MLS, which mm -hmm. we can put it on the MLS so it goes out to all the portals of real. And MLS is one of the, uh, it's the uh, multiple listing system. Yeah. yeah. So that's where all the homes go to where all the other realtors that are a member can see that, but that also feeds out to when you're on Zillow and realtor.com, mm -hmm. that's where they're pulling this information from. And when something's in coming soon, we can't show it yet. We can't open the doors, but we can get everybody's you know, oh, yeah. peak wet. Yeah. We can get everybody yeah. excited about a property. It's like a, film preview exactly Movie exactly preview. it's the preview Coming so soon. i try to do yeah so i try to do the preview for anywhere from three to five days ahead of time and then i try to do a big open house extravaganza over the weekend you know mm -hmm. so that the sellers have two days where maybe they, they're just gone for three or four hours on mm -hmm. a saturday and a sunday yeah maybe shopping for their new home or maybe yeah. you know going to open houses or whatever it might be and we try to throw a big open house and it generates excitement because then a lot of people are ready to see it um and um when you know more people that in the house seeing something mm -hmm. it kind of kind of gets a little bit of yeah. a excitement going and uh and a call to action for yeah. people to, to you know see that there's a lot of attention on it yeah and then ideally you know hopefully maybe we sell it that weekend and think about one thing too that i know that you always point out but me as well it's the curb appeal oh 100 percent. the curb appeal of your home is the first impression and yes we, and as I've talked about before, first impression is that's it. everything. That's and everything. Then, so sometimes people might, you drive up to a house and they might just keep going if they don't like what they see on the outside. Yeah. I, I always say like 100 feet in front of your house. Well, whatever. Actually, not 100 feet. Sorry. That, sorry. 20 feet in front of your house. Yeah. And then the first 20 feet inside your house. Yeah. 
you know, which is, a, which is a longer, at least 10 and 10, you know, depending yeah. on the size of the property. But you, once they, you know, once they're coming to the threshold and they're crossing that threshold, those are the first two things so that are going to be their first impression and yep. it's going to stick in there. So, so yeah. Important. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and then we sold a house. Now we bought a house. We sold a house. So let's talk about real estate investments. And this is something I'm a little curious about myself because um, with the whole, I think with the whole Airbnb uh, and all those kind of ver verbo or whatever mm -hmm. they're called, um, it's a whole new world of um investment property yeah right? it's, a, it's another it's another avenue you know yep. it's another avenue of of looking at it rather than you know so here in our in our home of vero beach florida we're a seat we are a seasonal um community mm -hmm. so yep. we have the majority right now we have the majority of our lovely snowbirds um that we do appreciate coming down i check the weather both in new york and in florida every day just to see what the weather yeah, is because yeah. the colder and snowier it is up there we know the more people the better are it is florida. for us exactly so um, so we're seasonal. So typically, let's call it even December, typically January through March are everybody's down here. They want to escape their cold and enjoy our beaches. And so whether they've owned a, their second home and they've come down here and they live in it or they're just trying us on, you know, yeah. for a season. And, and, and a lot of people know they're going to move to Florida when they retire. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of one of the number one destinations. Uh -huh. um, and Florida has a lot of other great reasons to live in it as well, as far as like, you know, income taxes and things yeah. like that. But uh, as far as be coming down here, they might try out Vero Beach for a season or a month. They might try Vero Beach for a month and they might yeah. go down to Boca Raton for a month and then they we might go over to Naples. We, we did a week, yeah. week, week, week. Yeah. Right. You know, so they might, you know, really kind of get in to see if they like that, you know, the vibe and everything else. So, um, so if you are, so let's just talk about real estate investing. First of all, if you are going to invest in a real estate property, you have to own your primary home. That's the number one. Your primary home is the number one mm -hmm. most important thing yeah. that you own. That's that's it. So you have to have a primary home. And after you've had that primary home for, let's say, five years, you mm -hmm. probably have some appreciation and you probably have some equity into it. So mm -hmm. now it's time maybe to leverage that equity, some equity that you have in that home and to mm -hmm. use it as a down payment for your first investment home. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go back to that. And it's different types of mortgages, whether it's your primary uh -huh. or whether it's an investment property. Yeah. So again, your real estate agent and your mortgage broker, your yeah. mortgage lender are going to become your two best friends in this, in this practice. Mm -hmm. But buying an investment property, again, there's so many different types. So Christina was talking about Airbnb, VRBO, mm -hmm. things like that. So when you're doing that, you really have to check the rules and regulations, mm -hmm. um, whether it's the county city ordinances, the HOA, all of those things are really going to um, determine whether or not that's a property that you can, because VRBO or Airbnb could be one night, could be one week, yeah. you know, things yeah. like that. And not to say that you can't put a minimum rental period. Like if mm -hmm. you did buy a condominium that had a minimum rental period of two, three months, yeah. that you can put that on Airbnb yeah. to do that. But you just have to be very sure. Mm -hmm. um, if you are going to Airbnb or VRBO a property, remember, it's going to have to be turnkey fully furnished all your plates cups everything yeah. in there yep. so that's another way to go that's another thing to do with that um and then and you can get some really good pricing so you can but just remember again during the times of the year you know you're mm -hmm. probably august and September, october september october for us you're yeah. it's probably going to be empty yeah you know so maybe that's the time that you invite your family to come visit you and yeah. be able to use the property or yeah. what have you yeah 
So that's one thing. Um, I've owned, I've owned a bunch of rental properties over the year. I'm down to three, thank goodness. Yeah. And I don't mean that to discourage anybody, but I had five at one time and running a family and a business and everything. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> but I am very fortunate that four out of my five that I had were all annual tenants. Mm. And that's really mm. a fantastic way to go. So if you can be covering the costs of your mortgage payment, your taxes, your insurance, and some maintenance on the house. If you can cover all of those costs mm -hmm. within a rent and, and, you know, maybe eventually, you know, I, I say that is a very solid, solid, that's the most solid investment you can make. Yeah. So it's just a, how, a freestanding house or in a condominium or whatever it might be. But if you can get an annual tenant in there that are covering all your costs, what's happening? Mm. They're paying for you to buy a house, yeah. you know, and they're paying for an asset that you're going to get appreciation yeah. in and get um, equity in. So, and then also there's tricks, you know, when you make the extra payment a year, everything else, you can start, you know, you know, really knocking down the mm -hmm. principal in your, in, in those different types of loans. So um, long-term holding for me, annual, that's what I've done. So there's mm -hmm. a couple of homes I've owned for 15 years now. Yeah. Um, obviously the, it was very tempting to sell them in yeah. the past couple of years, but we have it. So we did do some improvements to them. You know, we've had them for 15 years, so you have to put on some new roofs and things yeah. like that. But these are my long-term things that I could now go, if I needed to pull out some equity or pull yeah. out money, I could yeah. do that at this point. So, And I think too, for us, you know, that have kids that are maybe small or teenagers, I mean, one day they might want to have a place uh, close to where you live or a place somewhere. So it can be a good investment for you can rent it out. And then one day when they're ready to kind of take over, it's a good um, yeah. little. Well, I yeah. know my kids won't be watching this podcast because they won't even watch the TikToks I send them. So, <laughs> um, But eventually, nice yeah, either. part of our thing was, yeah. you know, part of our thing was like each kid gets a house, you know, yeah. two kids, each kid gets a house. And yeah sell yeah. the third one and you know and that's why i'm i'm tempting i'm looking into because i have a lot of friends that have houses in europe like yes. italy mm -hmm. and they do a lot of airbnb and um <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm not laughing my husband is my husband's from the netherlands and he's completely fixated on us buying a house in spain right now which oh. yeah don't know anyone in Spain. You. If you need one in Italy, I have the <clears throat> No, we have friends in Spain. We spent yeah. some time there and now yeah, he, he thinks we're retiring to Spain. So, but I think but yeah. too, having one here no. in, says we live in a vacation place. 100%. And yes, I love when family come and visit, but mm -hmm. it's sometimes uh, it'd be nice to have an offsite yeah. place for them to stay. Yeah. So, so I have. That's why I've been playing with the idea. Yeah. So I have two stand. I used to have four standalone homes that we rented out. And then I always, I had a furnished condo and it just, yeah. it's been a lifesaver for us. You yeah. know, so I have a furnished condo. I rented out during season. I rented out to traveling nurses oh, um, yeah. because the traveling nurse companies, that's another amazing, especially mm. if you Airbnb or VRBO during the low times, yeah. there are the people that handle all the traveling nurse leases yeah. and they might lease it for six months, which gets you over the hump of some of the oh. different ordinances, even though they may mm. have different people staying there. Yeah. It's one lease. So that's oh. kind of a, that's kind of a thing to do too. Smart. So, so, but I've always loved our furnished condo for that reason. When remodeling our house, we actually moved yeah. into it and we were yeah. able to use it ourselves. So, you know, diversifying your portfolio, starting mm -hmm. off, you know, start off just getting your feet wet in it. It's not a picnic, you know, I mean, obviously 
<laughs> one of my things that I've done, one of my houses that wasn't in a fantastic neighborhood, always one that got the beat up the most, unfortunately. But one thing that we, I always made myself do was actually go in and repaint it myself yeah. and kind of do a lot of the maintenance on it myself. Yeah. So it would remind me to really vet the next tenant that walked in the yeah, door. That's true. That's You good. know, I mean, yeah. I've had sliding glass doors stolen and there wasn't a shard of glass anywhere. So it wasn't like they broke it and something else. I don't know. I don't know what they, I don't know what the going rate for a sliding oh. glass door is, but wow. so it's not always fun, 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 but yeah. at the same time, yeah. anything that's worth doing. And if you is, have time yeah. and if say for, for investment purposes, you don't like to don't understand the, the, the stock market and that doesn't at exactly. all attract you real estate, you very seldom will you lose money. Not space. if you're going to hold on to it for long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, the market goes up and down yeah. like anything else, it, unless you buy completely wrong and, and are in a completely wrong type of yeah. mortgage. Um, yeah. If it's a, if it's a long term holding for you at the end of the day, that's that's what that's. And all the I, I listen to a lot of real estate investing podcasts yeah. and stuff because yeah. it's interesting to me. And the common thread is a long term holding. On yeah. That. So. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if the Airbnb will happen. Yeah. No, and a couple now, tips. But... And a couple tips. If you're going to do that, try to put it in LLC. Right. So you put it in uh, LLC yeah. separate from mm -hmm. yourself because you're going to have people coming in and out and yeah. you want to limit your liability. Oh, um, but again, idea. so add a really good attorney to your yeah. docket of mortgage broker, real estate broker, and attorney to make sure that. An interior designer. An interior yes. designer. So important. Yes. To make sure you have all your bases covered. Yeah. You know, so that you're, you're ready and it's a little business. So you're going to have to businesses yeah. equal work, you know? <laughs> and I do think with, with, if you're going to do short term, like an Airbnb and you need it fully furnished and people shop around. So making it oh, yeah. cute and attractive hundred pictures good oh, yeah. is very important. Oh yeah. Cause you'd be like, Ooh, I'd like to stay there. That's cute. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be high end stuff, no. you know, because it is going to get beat up a little bit, you know, I mean, it Ikea. Is, Ikea is fantastic. I'm a home goods girl too, yeah. you know, yeah. all those different places, but yeah, you can definitely on, on a budget, you can definitely mm -hmm. get it all done. And more than likely yourself, if you go into your garage or your cupboards right now, you have way too many wine glasses and yeah. way too many of this and way too many of that. So I've always in my furnished rental, I need a new set of pans. Oh, well, the old one, you know, or, yeah. I, or I, I, yeah. I said, I think we need new pans at the rental. So I'm going to get my pans to the rental oh. and then I'm just going to get new pans. Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. It works that way. And also they don't all have to match at the rental. No, not necessarily. No, no, but it should be, you know, you should think about it. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a foodie. I like to cook. So I make yeah. sure that my kitchen has sharp it's, knives, has, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> and things like that. That's there's true. nothing worse than getting to an Airbnb and, and there's nothing. no wine key. <gasps> you just my hurt heart. my heart. A little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, well, Monday, so Monday morning at 830. I'm already thinking about morning. wine. <laughs> oh, well, it's a new year, new it beginnings. Is. Well, yeah. this is so helpful and cool. I think as women, we should own a little more real estate. I agree. I agree. We should. Yeah, I'm ready so, there to help anybody through it to, for sure. Uh, if you're in a rare. That's right. So we'll put all the so how can we put all the links and stuff in the show yeah. notes, but tell people how they can find you and connect with you. Yeah. So uh on Instagram we're Vero Beach Living. So Vero and Beach and, and uh Facebook, Vero Beach Living. Be kind of easy to remember. Yeah. That's our Facebook. Or you can reach me at Megan at trgverobeach.com. Yeah, I will put the links. And you're on TikTok too, aren't you? I am on TikTok. I have to get back on. That's my that's my 2024. I was oh. going really well on TikTok, having a lot of fun with it, and then I got distracted. And Maybe so I, I need, need to, to get on to TikTok yeah. too. The talk is fun. Ticking and talking, okay. it's kind of fun. All the Let's kids see. are doing it. Mm. 
to yeah. be continued yeah. there too. All right. Well, cheers, Megan. We will we'll cheer cheers in our, our coffee. coffee today. Cheers. And thank you for guest hosting with me. Thank and until me. next time, yeah. bye-bye. Okay, Christina, I guess we finished another episode. That was fun. Yeah. And if you liked this episode as well, don't forget to follow the show and share with a friend. You can also join our High Heels Happy Hour podcast group on Facebook and continue the conversation. Time to put our feet up. The high heels are coming off. Score! Score!